Hey y'all, welcome to the Bible Revival Podcast. I am here with my lovely wife. So beautiful, so wonderful, the amazing Taylor Johnson. This is Paul, and we're excited to talk today about uh, how to love the Holy Spirit. Uh, After last week's episode about um, following the Holy Spirit's leading and and learning to trust Him, we felt like it would be good to kind of complement that. This is sort of like a part two Mm -hmm. of that. And just want to continue to lean into the things of the Holy Spirit. Want to celebrate and honor the Holy Spirit. He is God. He's co-eternal with the Father and Son. He's equally deserving Mm -hmm. of worship, honor, and praise. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we call him the third person of the Trinity, but that doesn't mean he like finishes third <laughs> or he's third most important. Yeah. Um, the Holy Spirit is God. Mm-hmm. He's eternal and um, it's okay to worship the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's okay to love the Holy Spirit, which is what we want to lean mm-hmm. into today. We know that God loves us. The Holy Spirit loves us, but loving the Holy Spirit back um, mm-hmm. is really important. Yeah. I think, you know, we heard a of a pastor just lately who had said about his congregation, like we love Jesus, we love the father, but we like just really don't know what to do with the Holy spirit. And I think in reality, a lot of people would probably agree to that feeling, but maybe wouldn't have the humility to voice it and say like, yeah, I love Jesus. I love the father, but like Holy spirit. I'm like, uh, who's that? What do I do with that? Like, and we want to lean into the word today and who who the Father tells us the Holy Spirit is in the word. So yeah. we want to start in John 14, verse 23 through 26, which says, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So good. So good. So the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. He's the helper, and the Father has sent the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus to teach us and to bring to our remembrance the words of Jesus. So we know from Romans 5, 5, that the love of God, the love of the Father is poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit loves us. He's the vessel, the vehicle, the avenue through which God the Father pours out his love into our hearts. It's by the Holy Spirit. And so mm-hmm. we know that God is loving us. And because God has called us into a relationship with himself, it's not a formula, it's not a set of rules, but he calls us into relationship and intimacy, connection with him. When we love the Holy Spirit back, it moves the heart of God. We He loves us and we love him. And we get in that flow and that exchange of relationship. I mean, let's just make it simple. When you really, really love someone and you haven't seen them in a while, you get excited to see them, to be with them, to talk with them. You know, when there's distance in our relationship with God, I believe that God is, he, he waits. He, mm-hmm. he desires deeply 
to fellowship with us. You know, he wants to talk with us. He wants um, us to talk to him. It, you know, really our relationship with God because of the Holy Spirit and his ministry was never meant to be a monologue. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for believers that have a monologue relationship mm-hmm. with God. It's just one way. They just feel like their prayers hit the ceiling yeah. or they just talk into the air and nothing happens. There's no heartfelt connection. Um, you're missing the power and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your walk with God. Yeah. And I think if we look through specifically chapter 14 in John, I just think we can overcomplicate it of like, I'm supposed to love the Holy Spirit. Like, what does that even look like? How do I love the Holy Spirit? But if we look through this chapter, verse 15, if you love me, you will obey what I commanded. Verse 21, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. Verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. Mm -hmm. I think Jesus is trying to make a point (laughs) that how we love Jesus and the Holy Spirit is by obeying their commands, Mm -hmm. his commands. So we have to submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And, you know, our relationship with him is going to be disjointed and is going to be broken if we're not obeying his commands. If you feel distant from the Holy Spirit, he has not moved. We have moved. So what am I doing that is grieving the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Which I think then leads into a whole new concept that a lot of people don't even recognize that like we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes, because the Holy Spirit is a person. Yeah. And this is a relationship. There's there's interaction that's happening here. So let's say it this way. God's love language is obedience. Yep. That's what pleases mm-hmm. his heart. Yeah. That's what moves him. Mm-hmm. Disobedience grieves the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. quenches the Holy Spirit. Because we understand the Holy Spirit is a personality, I mean, just to give you just a few references if you want to look these up, but Ephesians 4, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. That's also in mm-hmm. Isaiah 63.10. First Thessalonians 5.19, we learn we can quench the Holy Spirit, or some translations rightly say, don't put out the Holy Spirit's fire. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is, he, he sends the fire of God. He ignites us with passion, with zeal, with hunger for God. So you can grieve him, you can quench him. We know from <laughs> Acts 5 that you can lie yeah. to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira, they keep back a price of the sale of the land and they lie to the Holy Spirit and they're struck dead and the fear <laughs> of the Lord grips the church. Yeah. So you can lie, you can grieve, you can quench. You can also just resist the Holy Spirit. Acts 7.51, Stephen is rebuking the religious leaders saying, you resist the Holy Spirit. You know, we resist the Holy Spirit in pride, yeah. in our arrogance, when we refuse to trust him, when he's speaking and we're not listening. We can insult the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews 10.29, we, re- we insult the Holy Spirit by continuing in sin after receiving the truth. And actually, if you start in Hebrews 10.26, it says, if we go on sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, mm-hmm. but a certain expectation, a fearful expectation of the judgment of God. And it goes on to say it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, for he's an all-consuming fire. So this is serious stuff. Also, you can blaspheme the Holy Spirit. This is the unforgivable sin. 
to spit in the face of the Holy Spirit, to openly reject his manifest power. Jesus talks about blaspheming the Spirit in Mark 3.29 and Luke 12.10. You don't want to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Now, let's comfort some people for yeah. a moment. Okay, we know there's some fear, right? Have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit? I mean, I, I know that we've had family members mm-hmm. that, you know, they're concerned. I, I think I've blasphemed the Spirit. Yeah, like before I knew about the Holy Spirit, I was teaching that speaking in tongues wasn't of God. And now mm-hmm. I do speak in tongues, and <laughs> I'm afraid I blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And what was your response to that? Yeah, so if, if you're concerned that you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit, you definitely have not mm-hmm. because you actually care, because your heart is receiving the conviction of the Spirit, because you're tender and humble and you're broken over what you've done. When we talk about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, we're thinking about like Pharaoh who hardened his heart, who resisted. I mean, God is demonstrating his power with plagues. The Nile is turned to blood. There's frogs. There's crazy stuff happening mm-hmm. in Exodus. And Pharaoh is hardening his heart against God. Mm-hmm. And so he's blaspheming the spirit, you could say. So if you are concerned or worried or have I, you know, maybe you're just skeptical about the gifts of, of the spirit or tongues or mm-hmm. prophecy. I don't think you've blasphemed the spirit. You might be resisting him. And and yeah. where he wants to lead you, you're probably grieving and quenching him just by your unbelief. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's something that, that just blows my mind is that people that believe in the ministry of the Holy Spirit experience the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like if you believe that God can speak to you through dreams and visions and give you words for your life and for other people, you will encounter God in that way. But if you do not, if you are taught, let's say, a doctrine of demons that God doesn't speak today and that God speaking by his spirit today is somehow extra biblical revelation or a Uh violation of his word, which it's absolutely not because whatever the Holy Spirit speaks must line up with Uh scripture and must have the essence of the character and Uh nature of God. God. Those things have to be a match. Otherwise, it's a deceiving spirit and yeah. a lying spirit, and it's of the devil, but it matches his nature. Is like, if you don't believe that he does, you won't experience it. I mean, I think about how many dreams, powerful encounters with God, like you and I mm-hmm. have had, mm-hmm. and the way the Lord has moved in our lives, it, you know, because he's the Lord of the night. Yes. And because he yeah. speaks to us, like, we don't believe that, you know, God can only interact with us in two shifts of the day. Mm-hmm. The third shift is just blank. No, God is active. He doesn't sleep. We do. I believe if you will uh, commit your sleep to God and purify your heart and your life and ask the Lord to speak, that he will break in in dreams because mm-hmm. it's an avenue that he's promised to speak. So the last thing is you can receive the Holy Spirit. I mean, Acts 2.38, right? And then in John 20, Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. So we want to receive the Spirit. Mm -hmm. We don't want to grieve him or quench him, lie to him or resist him or insult him. Definitely don't want to blaspheme him. We want to receive the Holy Spirit. And we want to fan the presence of God, the power of God into flame Mm -hmm. in our lives. We want to kindle the gift of God that's within us by the presence, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so... Just to put some flesh on this, uh, it's all so, so good, great teaching, is like, how are ways that we grieve the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, you need to get your own convictions. <laughs> Let's start there. Yeah. Then read the word. And this is where, like, you know, when I hear the still small voice of the Father, of the Holy Spirit in my heart, 
no exaggeration, 75% of time, it's straight scripture. Mm. Like he just brings scriptures back up. And a lot of times I'm like, I know that's a scripture. I don't know where it is. And then I Google it. Yay, Google. <laughs> like, it's okay. But it's, a, you know, the word is deep down in my heart. So when I'm walking through things or if I'm praying for someone, these different scriptures will come up inside of me. So, you know, we like to use the extremes of, oh, I heard one time of this one man who said that the Holy Spirit told him to divorce his wife. Yeah, no, he didn't right. because that is not biblical. It was not the Holy Spirit. But but then we can't throw out the Holy Spirit speaking to us because one person abused or misused the name of the Holy Spirit when it was not the Holy Spirit. So we have to have a Bible revival in our life and have the Bible deep down inside of us. So when we do receive a prophetic word or when the Lord is speaking to us, we can test it with the word and be like, does this line up with who I know the father to be his character and nature through who he says he is in his word. And that simplifies things a lot. And then, so as we go on and we're like, okay, I want to speak the love language of the Holy spirit and his love language is obedience. How do I do that? How do I obey Holy spirit? Well, first of all, we want to be in relationship with him. We want to be communicating with him, but then we want to be obeying him. So specifically talking about grieving the Holy spirit, what are ways to grieve the Holy spirit? You know, if you're consuming worldly sinful music, TV shows, Mm -hmm things of that sort, like that grieves the Holy Spirit. You're opening the door to the demonic realm through worldly influences, through worldly music, whatever it is. I mean, I would just take it before the Lord and something that is like so simple that my parents said to me when I was a kid that has like stuck with me was like, would you be comfortable watching this, listening to this, whatever it is, if Jesus was in the room with you? Because he is. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. So he's in the room with you. Is he comfortable with what you're watching? And like, yeah, the standard of righteousness is probably going to go way up yeah. when you think about that. But it should. That's a standard of righteousness he's calling us to mm-hmm. because we want to obey him and we don't want to grieve the Spirit. Yeah, that's so good. Way to go, Mom and Dad. See? <laughs> There's your foundation of faith still yeah. with you. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even like something that, you know, some people consider this a a gray area. I mean, to me, it's not even close when you understand ownership and stewardship, but like gambling, I mean, sports gambling, online gambling is crazy spreading like wildfire. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you honestly think if you had one day with Jesus that you'd be like, Hey, let's go to the casino and play craps. I mean, (laughs) it just, it just is, is a no, like, or I am, you know, Again, that these are issues mm-hmm. of conviction, yes, but we find that the character and nature through God's word and what we're to be doing with our money in this mm-hmm. case or our sexuality or how we relate to one another, how we raise our kids. Again, Bible revival, yes. how I live my life, what I do, how I talk, mm-hmm. everything is governed by the word of God because I'm submitted to the author of the book who is Jesus. Yeah, for sure. And if you're hearing this and you're like, like Holy Spirit just wants to take all my fun away. (laughs) Like that's what I hear when I hear like, you can't gamble, quit watching horror movies. (laughs) Like all these things. It's like, no. Porn's definitely a no. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Major clarity. (laughs) Sexual immorality. Banned, forbidden in scripture. I mean, that's not a conviction. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. But if you're feeling like, 
If you hear this all as the Holy Spirit trying to take something away from you, you have not seen Jesus rightly Mm -hmm. yet. And I would encourage you to pray and repent Mm -hmm. for the scales on your eyes and ask him to remove them because he's not taking these things away to be mean. He's taking them away because it's what is best for you. Mm -hmm. I would never, ever, ever want to trade being able to watch whatever I want on TV for the spirit living inside of me and you have this river of living water living on the inside of me Mm -hmm. being able to you know pray and prophesy and encourage my brothers and sisters in christ and walk in the light with them and all of this beautiful wonderful things that jesus has died for but i'm gonna say you want to take my movie away you want to take my horrific music away like no he wants you to be you know who can ascend the hill of the lord those with clean hands and And a pure pure heart heart. that's a scripture psalm Psalm 24 (laughs) see he knows all the references (laughs) i I got it down inside me yeah well get get you a woman that will call people to repentance so yeah we want pure hands and a and a clean heart that way we can ascend the hill of the lord and see the father rightly um So it's not that he's trying to take something away from us, but he's trying to give us himself. But there is a standard of righteousness and a standard of holiness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we last week we shared, you know, something that I wrote about 10 years ago. I want to read another paragraph from it because I, I think it will help somebody today. We're talking about learning to love the Holy Spirit. Here's what I wrote. If you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, you must love the Holy Spirit. His guidance and direction must come from a place of friendship with Him because we will do things for love that we would never do out of obligation. When our relationship with God is not a formula, but an exchange of love, He can lead, guide, direct, ask, correct, and command us to do things that we would refuse to do out of duty. In order for a friendship with the Holy Spirit to develop, he must be seen as a person. He is not merely a gift, a language, Mm. or a manifestation. Those things happen when he's in the room, but they're not him. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, and he is God. He is given to us by the Father as our helper, comforter, and teacher who will guide us into all the truth. So So listen, obey, don't resist the Lord, even if it doesn't make sense. Not everything has to make sense. You just have to obey and submit to God with a humble and a broken and a contrite heart, and God will speak to you. Yeah, that's so good. And I think for us to be walking with the Holy Spirit, like if repentance is not a very common part Mm -hmm. of your life you're probably really not walking in a lot of depth with the holy spirit you know i think just again to give you a practical example a few weeks ago i was at panera with our boys and it was just me and the boys and i felt like as i was walking out the door i mean i have our three and our five-year-old with us it's nap time they're getting crazy and i felt like the lord asked me to stop and pray for these two older women and I didn't do it and I walked out and I took my kids home and I put them down for bed and I just felt this like oh 
I missed it. And I could have just beat myself up Mm -hmm. and gone inward and really pushed Holy Spirit out. But instead, I just humbled myself. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I know you asked me to pray for them. And I am sorry that I was not faithful to do what you asked of me. And asked him, will you please give me another opportunity? Mm -hmm. Will you give me another chance to minister to someone in public? Will you put someone before me? I'm sorry for not being faithful. I will be faithful next time. And... You know, if we're not repenting, I think it's a really good sign that there's probably a lot of pride in our life because we're not seeing ourselves rightly. Yeah, that's awesome. I love your heart. I love your stories of motherhood and you're such a good mom. Thanks. Yeah. I uh, I just want to finish here just a quick, it felt like the Lord brought this up and, and I should share this just in closing, but uh, just a, a quick story, story time, story time. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> Hey, I can sing. Apparently. He can. That's what it's Taylor real. says. I don't don't believe her. Oh. Well, maybe sometime we'll do a whole podcast singing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not a liar. I believe you. I just don't have a desire to sing publicly. That's all you're going to get, ladies and gentlemen. Um, when I was 18, I was working overnight at Walmart. It was an extremely difficult season of my life. I was also um, in college. I had I would work basically from 10 p.m. to around 7.30 or 8 a.m., and then I had an early 8.30 class, and it was a grueling, awful time. God was building character in me. I would listen to sermons and worship through the night. I got robbed in the Walmart parking lot. I mean, lots of stuff happened. Um, and <laughs> I remember I got robbed and lost $80 and was completely fractured because yeah. that was like like everything yeah i mean (laughs) awful um i still tithe that week by the way um so i was working overnight and i got this amazing job offer during the day it was at a company they offered me benefits they offered me a stable salary it was going to be way more than what i was making i mean this was like thank you lord i am being delivered from working overnight at walmart thank you lord (laughs) And I just thought to ask, I got the offer, like, yeah, it's a home run. And I'm like, I just need to like check with the Lord. And I like, Lord, hey, yeah, right. Is this you? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm 18. I'm like, you know, hey, is it Lord? Is it? He's like, no. I'm like, no. What do you mean? No. Like, no, no. The answer is no. Like, don't take this job. And I'm like, what? Like, I, 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 the Lord's like, trust me. I'm like, Lord, okay, I love you. I want to honor you. I, w- I want to submit to you. So I'm I'm not kidding. I told my uh, would have been boss, hey, I-, I can take the job. And he was like, what? Like, this works mm-hmm. out like this. You know, do you have another offer? Do you? I'm like, no, I just, I just feel like the Lord wants me to say no. And I'm just trying to be obedient. Maybe I'm making a mistake, but I, I just feel like God has told me no. I say no to the job offer, and not even three weeks later, everyone, including that guy who hired me, corporate came into that company and cleaned everybody out. They actually fired everyone. They they fired the guy who they ended up hiring in my place. So I would have been out of a job. I mean, just a crazy thing that happened, but I, I would have taken a new job and then lost my new job and then been jobless. And I really needed the money. I was trying to work through college and provide and get on my feet and make car payments and all that. And 
the Lord protected me. Yeah. I trusted him. Mm-hmm. I obeyed. It didn't make sense, but I heard the Holy Spirit and I yielded and it turned out for my good. It wasn't just a week after that happened that I got a job. I was still at Walmart, praise the Lord, <laughs> but they offered me to go to day shift, which you had to work for like a certain period. I think I hadn't been at Walmart just one year yet, but they offered me a job to switch shifts and I was allowed to go to days and God was faithful mm-hmm. and continued to work in my life. So listen, love the Holy Spirit by obeying him, obeying his commands, by listening to his word, listening to his voice. Remember, if you want to be led by him, you have to love him. So Holy Ghost loves us. He cares about us. He sees us. He knows us. He has our best interest in mind. And what he's looking for is humble, willing hearts who will receive him and love him back and give Jesus what he wants with our lives. Yeah, so good. Yeah, amen. Y'all, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Thanks y'all for all your encouragement, support. Again, if you haven't liked this podcast or rated it, please go ahead and do that. And if you would, somebody share this on your story, on your Facebook. Let other people know. Send it as a link to some people that might benefit from these teachings. God bless you. We look forward to sharing our hearts with you next week.